When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It's 9.30, 9.26 on, uh, is it hump day? No, it's Tuesday. It is Tuesday, uh, J- June 13th. Um, I want to start off the show thanking everybody for listening, thanking everybody for liking. Got a pretty long episode today. Um, but I want to make mention too, if you are listening on Spotify, there are tens of thousands of people that listen on Spotify. Uh, and I only have like 290 some votes. Go up there. For some reason, I slipped down to 4.8 out of 5 stars. Get me up to 4.9 again. Uh, I could use 10, 15, 20 of you. And if you haven't rated me, this is going out to you. Go on Spotify and just hit 5 stars. If you're on Apple, eh, it's a little bit more complicated um, to rate me. You could go and find out how to rate me. It helps. Um, Apple is by far the second um, of, of the listening platforms. Uh, Google is further behind that. There are others, but I'm available on pretty much anything uh, where you listen to podcasts. But Spotify specifically, I get a lot of data and I know there's tens of thousands of you and not everybody has rated. Listen, gentlemen's agreement. I give you guys these stock tips. Uh, Just go up there and rate me five stars. Uh, The other thing, subscribe on YouTube. And, and I know if you're listening on Spotify, jumping over to YouTube, pain in the ass. Absolute pain in the ass. Uh, that's why I have the link tree. So down below, there's a link tree. Just go there, click on it, click subscribe. That's all you do. Um, and the newsletter. The newsletter is going great. I've gotten positive feedback from people. If you have negative feedback, I'm a big boy and I can take it. Give me some suggestions. What do you want to see? Newsletters for you. I don't do it for me. I literally, uh, if I don't have time, like yesterday, your boy went for uh, uh, 10 miles yesterday. I did six miles of running, four miles of walking, and the four miles of walking was an average pace of 12 minutes per mile. So, yeah, there was a little bit of running in there too. So, uh, I didn't have a lot of time yesterday. Today, I got to do the lawn, got to do some pressure washing. Pretty big day in my household. So, um, yeah, the newsletter, if you got anything, anything, join our private Facebook group, whatever. Uh, I was on 8.30 live on YouTube, uh, all over CPI data. I was ready for this shit to just start cranking down. Oh my God, we're at 5% inflation. Nah, we're at 4% year over year, 0.1% uh, month over month. That's 100% expected. Markets took it well. Kind of, it's, it's basically... A, uh, a continuation. It's, it's, it's approval. Uh, think of when you got a nice job or a gold star on your paper from your teacher. That's what the inflation data just did for the markets. It said, yeah, you're allowed to move up. Uh, Fed will pause. The, the, the decision comes tomorrow. They'll pause and, and they'll make mention that, hey, we're going to pause. Um, we, we still have some issues uh, in the banking sector. Not a ton. You know, <coughs> excuse me one second. I need a drink, but I am going to show you DPST <clears throat> up at 63.83. 
Um, let's look at Schwab. This is the banking sector. These are the two that I recommend. Uh, Schwab for long term, you're at 5396. Hopefully you got in at the 48. There is a gap here between 49 and 50. Long term, I do not think you are disappointed. That 50 day is moving positive. You're, you're starting to move positive again. Uh, your boy here, I own Bank of America under 30. It's at 2906. You can still get in there. The algorithm has you at 28. Um, other financials that I own, Wells Fargo. I do not have this in the core portfolio, but I do own this one. Um, and Wells Fargo under 40, you're at 41.68. Still time to get in. I think it's easily a $45 stock uh, in a decent market. Uh, and the other one that I own is Morgan Stanley. I own a small portion of Morgan Stanley. It's less than $10,000. But I do own Morgan Stanley. I think I was buying at this 200-day, which was, I think, around 95, 98, somewhere in that neighborhood when I was actually buying. Um, so I'm up in the 90s. I haven't bought down here in the 80s. I just don't like it that much to start adding to it. But we still have some issues. So the Fed will pause. They make a hike again in July. Uh, you won't see a, a decrease until minimum later this year. And if you see a decrease, uh, hang on, because that means something's broken. It just means something's broken. Today, you're going to see most everything that we have in our core portfolio is up. Merck is down. Uh, Coke is down. Bank of America is slightly down. Apple's down just because it hit uh, an all-time high. Uber's down slightly. UNH is down slightly at 491. But the majority of these stocks in our core portfolio are up. Energy, doing well. It's doing a catch-up. Uh, Intel was a big winner yesterday. That kind of drove the Dow. Intel was under $30. I told you to get it under $30. This was just, a, you know, what, two weeks ago? Uh, even here, it, it, you know, on June 6th, seven days ago, it dipped under 30 I told you it was under 30 If you had gotten it under 30 you're at $33 now. So there's your 10%. This one, the, the, it remains um, Intel. The swing trade is $30. Do not think that you're buying this at 33 and going up to 40 You could, but in my world, I think it's just still a $30 stock. I just think it's getting some hype um, right now. And, and the chip, let's be honest, the chip sector is getting some hype. I mean, NVIDIA, uh, NVIDIA is at 401 Did you get it under 400 You'll have another chance at under 400, but it's putting in this capitulation right here between 370 and 400. Eh, trade it over 400, sell it under 400, buy it. Uh, like I said, the chip sector is getting, getting that. Uh, AMD, and we'll talk about some of these have cross ups, but AMD is up 1.2% at 131. Did you get this one under 100? Did you get this at 80 back here in, in March? Uh, did you get it under 90 in May? You're doing well. You're doing well. You do have this gap down here between 108 and 114. It's going to take a catalyst to pull it back down there. It's going to take a, a, one hell of a negative catalyst to pull this one back down there. Um, so invest in your chips. I own AMD. I own uh, NVIDIA. Um, SOXL. Uh, XOX, let me see. SOXL is your triple uh, chip sector bull. Um, and this one has just been on a crazy run, $14.46. You've almost doubled your money in the algorithm. Absolutely crazy what this algorithm has done with these triple lever ETFs. 
So Intel was the big winner yesterday. I figured I'd cover chips a little bit. Oracle, this was the other big winner yesterday. I said it was too extended to buy it. Uh, I think at 106, 107, when I was covering it earlier in the morning, I just said it's run too much. Well, it's at 122. I mean, it is way up there. Uh, Earnings, better than expected. Uh, Cloud, while it's still a small uh, cloud player, um, it's growing faster than every other cloud uh, competitor. CTO Larry Ellison said Oracle would introduce generative artificial intelligence cloud service. There you go. Pump. Uh, Cloud service tied to a partnership with startup Cohere, which will use Oracle's cloud infrastructure. Um, The estimation uh, from Oracle is that AI folks will pay $2 billion a year for their cloud services. That's huge. So Oracle's the big winner. Again, any reactions and overreaction, you're gapping up from about 115, 116 to about 122. Uh, We'll see where that gap winds up at the end of the day. But all you know, here's the thing. When I told you it was extended, look at the weekly chart. Um, Did you expect this one to break above this kind of double top at 107? I didn't think so. I thought it was going to put in the double top. I thought the earnings were going to be okay, but I thought it would sign up. Well, it's at all-time highs here. It's just continued to grow. And so since this uh, October 2022 low down here at 67, you've doubled your money. Since that October low, you've doubled your money. I've, I've basically been pounding the table here since 83. If you bought this in February 83 um, and, and you just held on and you said, you know, I'm going to hold on here and you're doing really well. So again, even if you bought up here, as long as you hold these things, good companies with good earnings, with good management, with good products, you're going to make your money back. And this is a great example of that one. Uh, another example of that one, Tesla, 12th straight day of uh, gains, and you're probably going on day number 13, lucky 13, according to Taylor Swift, for all my Swifties out there. Uh, Tesla up at 254, it's up 2%. Uh, it's just the, 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 the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, there are gaps all above this one. Um, and if we go to a daily, um, let's move daily here. Uh, and we'll pull this one back, you'll see that it is covering that one gap that I told you I thought it would cover um, right here uh, between 258 and 260. When it was down here at 240, I didn't think it could cover that gap. It's going to cover that gap. Absolutely going to cover that gap. Still hasn't covered this gap down at 146. It's going to take a hell of a catalyst to move it down there. Their margins are shrinking. The, the stock is doing really well. Uh, I do think that you probably get to this top up here at 310. Just understand, it is expensive from a PE perspective and every negative person bear on this market will tell you the PE is crazy. Uh, oh, I don't want to go to screener. I think I clicked on something. But Tesla, the PE is 73. Its forward PE is 51. They make $11 billion. Uh, Their market cap is 780 billion. Their average target price is 184, and you're trading at 250. Uh, The most recent April, Jeffrey's downgraded them from 230, um, buy to hold from 230 to 185. So you're you're kind of well above that. Uh, It is a hype trade. 
I would probably not buy in thinking that you're going to 300. Um, in fact, let me scroll down because it was, uh, let me see, um, Celia on Facebook. I want to buy Tesla long-term. Uh, when should I get in? And, and this is the tough question to answer because historically, and think about it, historically, the best time to get into Tesla was always today because you always regretted tomorrow if you didn't get into Tesla yesterday. That's 100% how this stock is traded. Look at this weekly. Um, the only time when you, you were like banging your head against the wall, why did I invest in Tesla? Was COVID and then last year. And that's it, two times. So what makes me think that it's going back up here to 400? Just history. I mean, again, good companies with good products, with good uh, management and good earnings, they make it. The problem that you have is that they've ramped up production so much. Can they keep up uh, demand to match that production? Uh, They're going to be building a new facility in Mexico. Uh, They announced it. They bought the land. They started clearing the land. We know from history, uh, they ramped up uh, Shanghai in less than a year. They ramped up Berlin in in about 14 months. They ramped up Texas in in, in about a year. Uh, Mexico, with all the corruption down there, should be no problem. This should be China all over again. You're going to get a gigafactory uh, that, that will most likely, and this is the rumor, most likely the, uh, the, the Mexico plant will be churning out a low-cost electric vehicle, uh, sub $25,000. So if that plant does that, then you've got the Model Y, which is the best-selling vehicle in, in the world today. Uh, you've got the Model 3, which is, uh, I think, one of the top sedans. Uh, you've got the Model S and X, which are luxury vehicles, and you've got the upcoming Cybertruck. So you've got a ton in there. Um, so I, do I think that you could get into this? I do think that you could get into this. Um, I think by, you know, back here, it was funny because I think it was somewhere back here uh, around 2021, my mother got upset and she didn't know how to buy stocks and she was super frustrated and wanted to just get into Tesla. And she bought up here equivalent to about $300 a share. And I said, what are you doing? You put in a market order. You're crazy. You just put in, and it was, a, you know, no, no bones. It was a big buy, a big buy. Immediately, she went down to about $200 a share, just below $200 a share, lost 30%. Um, I, I told her, I said, you got to buy it. It's a good company. Buy it again, buy more. She's like, I got too much money into this. I can't afford it, blah, blah, blah. Well, she was rewarded up here. Um, yeah, she's been going down ever since. She, she's up again. So it must have been back here, uh, back in this realm or something um, in 2020 when she bought it. But yeah, I mean, the 200 days still positive. The 50-day on this weekly, moving positive. The 9 and the 21 just bounced off the 200-day. The 200-day, so you know, is about 186. That would be where I would be more comfortable. I've been pounding the pavement that under $200, you should be buying this. But again, for long term, I just the, the problem that you're going to see with this is the margins are shrinking. And the market doesn't like margins shrinking on growth stocks. 
So they want margins to expand on growth stocks. That's where you're going to kind of have a problem. Uh, let's talk about cruise lines. Uh, yesterday, Carnival Cruise Line was the number one or two options play. Carnival Cruise Lines. Um, it's been getting huge uh, interest in the options. And that's why you're seeing this move from $9 all the way up to $14. Um, if we go from a long-term perspective, I do not think that Carnival is a good investment. Uh, it is a good trade. Uh, good companies with good products, but they have both. Um, uh, with good management, they have great management. With good earnings, that's where they fall short. They're losing $4.8 billion. Um, yeah, $4,895 million. So that's $4.8 billion. Um, but they're up 82% this year. So their average target price, $11. They're trading at 14. I think this is options, um, uh, driven June upgrade from Morgan Stanley or JP Morgan to $16, uh, June bank of America, uh, they upped it to $20. If you think this could get to 20, which I, from a long-term perspective, I don't think it's crazy. Your fit, your 200 stills moving negative. Your uh, your 200, your 50. I'm sorry, your 50 day is starting to flatten out. Your nine and your 21 are positive. So eh, it's just a choice of you know, do you go on Carnival Cruise Lines? I don't. Um, the the one that I actually like, Norwegian. Uh, I've been, I haven't been on any of these. Full disclosure, the only cruise that I've taken was Virgin Cruise, and I loved it. I would invest in Virgin Cruises. I absolutely loved their staff, loved their model. It is a higher priced, so it's a little bit, you know, and, and they're limited in their ships. So Norwegian and Carnival, I think those two, and Royal Caribbean, again, stocks, th these ships are packed. They're just packed. So it's been going nuts. Uh, Apple, I talked about Apple hitting a, a new all-time high yesterday. Uh, it's currently trading down. Uh, 183, it's trading down just 0 0.05. I mean, it's marginal. You got gaps all the way down on here. Here's the interesting thing. Uh, it's at 183, 10 more dollars. Uh, 193.70 to be precise. That's when Apple gets to $3 trillion. The first $3 trillion company. Do I think it could hit it? Absolutely. They're buying back enough stock. Um, they've got enough interest. They actually asked Sony to produce more of their headset uh, vision um, you know, screens. Uh, Sony said no. So they're expecting uh, pretty high demand on that one, um, which is shocking to me. But again, your boy owns Apple. I think it's 60, 40, 50% of my portfolio at this point. It just keeps going up. This is one of those where, you know, if you ask me what, when you should buy it, just continue to add to it. Every time there's a dividend, I get a couple thousand dollars for a dividend payment. I throw it and it just reinvests in the dividends. And you can see the last time, I mean, shit, it bought in the 170s. So I'm adding to it. Eh, just do it. Uh, so my boy Charlie from, uh, from the uh, MLS, uh, I, <laughs> my boomer self, um, Charlie is half my age. So my boomer self told Charlie, yeah, when it gets to seven, this is SoFi, by the way, SoFi. Uh, it's a bank, it's fintech, um, it's, it's student loan payments. I mean, it, it is pretty kind of high flyer as far as volatility goes. Uh, when it was up here in the fives, I told Charlie, I said, when it gets to seven, you sell a little bit. Even though that's a loss, you sell a little bit. 
I said, when it gets to eight, you unload your entire share. Well, it's trading at 924 now, 926. So your, your, your boomer boy here, completely wrong about this. This is getting a boost because um, student loan payments will uh, proceed in September, I believe. That's where these guys have the vast majority of their revenue is student loan repayments. So as this one goes up to 10, do I think it gets to 20 back up here? I don't know. I mean, I've been so wrong about this one. I thought it was just hype play when they had a um, two million, $2.5 million FDIC uh, backing because they'll expand it through partnerships. It's up 108% year to date. The average target price is $7.50. It is trading at $9.30. They're losing $284 million. The forward PE is 572 this is just a crazy, crazy valuation on this stock. But if student loan payments proceed and these guys are able to expand their bank just like they were able to do when student loans were being repaid, that may not be a bad thing. So SoFi, I don't think you buy in here uh, unless you absolutely 100% understand this bank and, and what their product is. Um, I don't. So it's just kind of rolling the dice on that one. But it's got all the confirmation in the world. So I don't want to say don't trade it because, God, next thing I know, it's up at 14 and somebody's telling me, hey, douchebag, it's at, it's at $14. Why'd you tell me not to buy it? Well, if you want to buy it, go ahead and buy it. I just think it's extended. From, again, from all of the indicators that I see, it's extended. Uh, I'd be taking profits if you're in there. Because remember, if you take profits, you can always buy back in when it goes down. Uh, Onan or on, on, I don't know which one on holding. These are guys are shoes. I said it after their uh, earnings last time when it came down here to 26 or 27, any reaction in the market with good companies is an overreaction. These guys don't have earnings yet, but they're a good company with good management and great products. People love these shoes. They love this, uh, the, the fabrics on their, uh, their clothing. So this one at $27, you're at $30. You got your 10%. Uh, that's coming off a 39% gain here from March uh, uh, until May. So on, on is one that, that I may put on a, a, a list as far as, uh, hey, this is one you want to watch because could it go to 40? I mean, it's crazy valuation, but that's what they said about Tesla. Uh, Mara. Wanted to bring this up because the algorithm has you out here uh, with a 2% loss. You can see this trading range between $8 and $10. At $9.71, do I think you buy in? When the algorithm tells me to buy in, I think you buy in. Um, you know, in my mind, I think this is a $11, $12 stock at times of pump. And you can see here, $11.82. Uh, I think at times of pump, it goes up there. You got the 200-day the moving positive. Trade the trend. If the 200-day is coming up there, then it's got to come out of this capitulation at some point. What scares me is this downward uh, wedge. So if you're going to trade Mara, make sure you have your stop. I'd put your stop loss in at about $8.50 if you're buying it at $9.72. Take a loss, buy back in. You can always buy back in. You know, watershed moment, whatever they call it. Uh, you can always buy back in. Uh, the FTC is going to block the uh, Microsoft purchase of Activision Blizzard. Hasn't made a move in the stock. Hasn't made a move. 
$3 billion for, the, for Microsoft to pay for the breakup fee? Yeah, it's going to be it's a rounding error. Uh, Activision Blizzard is training $80. Remember when the uh, EU back here said, no, 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 no? You know, you maybe should have bought it at 75 Um, Yeah, it's at 80 bucks. Remember the purchase price is up here at, I think it's $95 is the purchase price. So it hasn't even gotten up to that range. You're covering this gap. You're just covering this first gap you're going to cover here uh, up to about 83 So if you want, buy back in. I think it's worth it. They're, they're all, I mean, Activision Blizzard and, um, and Microsoft, they're acting like nothing's happening. So uh, I, I will bring up JP Morgan because these guys knew exactly what was going on with Jeffrey Epstein. They paid $290 million to settle the Epstein lawsuit with the Virgin Islands yesterday. Um, it's only because there's embarrassing shit coming out on emails that everybody at JP Morgan knew exactly what Jeffrey Epstein was up to. And because they wanted his money, they ignored it. Staley was completely complicit in that relationship. The guy was only at JP Morgan for two years, but it's shown in emails. He's alerted everybody to what Epstein was doing. So I listen, do what you want with that one. Ethically, I ain't in this one. Uh, I found this cool graphic and I'll show you. It's on my Twitter page. It's amazing. This is the, uh, the stocks fueling the rally so far this year. And basically, this, this is just year to date. Um, you know, here, here you go. Two, six, two, seven. Look at Tesla. Look at Nvidia. Look at Meta. Look at Netflix. Look at Apple. Look at Amazon. Look at, uh, Google and look at Microsoft. These are the stocks that are fueling the mega cap rally. There are eight stocks. If you are in these, you are well over 50% gain this year. It is crazy. But if you're out of these, you ain't taking, you're not in. You're not even in the game. The train is running. So is it too late to buy into Meta? Nah, it's a $300 stock. It's at 270 something. Is it too late to buy into NVIDIA? Nah, it just got over 400. Buy it under 400. Is it too late to get into Tesla? Nah, it's at 250. It's probably a $300 stock at some point. Amazon, you're at 128. What do you need, you know, what do you need Amazon to dip under 100 again? Um, yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, you know, Netflix, eh, it's a little bit extended, but it's a $500 stock. Apple, it's at all-time highs at 180 By the end of the year, at some point, it'll be $200. Google, you're at $120. Uh, let's see. Google is at $125. It's $130 stock. Get in. You might as well. Um, let's see. Microsoft, yeah. Microsoft at $330, you are fine. Anything under $300 on Microsoft, you're doing really well. Um, so that is the cool graphic. I will include the, all of these links to all of this stuff will be in the newsletter. So sign up for the newsletter. Uh, in fact, I am going to show you this real quick. This is a self-made millionaire shows how, uh, he'd use AI to make thousands of dollars a month with less than $100. I will put that link in the newsletter, sign up for the newsletter and you too can be an AI millionaire. <laughs> Um, chat GPT portfolio, cool update. Um, chat GPT performance last week, they were up 2%. Um, and here's, here's their, uh, update. Um, let me see. Here it is. June 9th. They were up 2%. Uh, the S and P up 0.5. So they're beating the S and P the big winners. SoFi, we talked about it. PLMR, 
I don't even know what PLMR and BHVN. Um, those were the big winners. So it does look like um, ChatGPT4, which is what they switched to, they switched to ChatGPT4 last week, is off to a good start. Um, so they're doing really well. Uh, let's talk about energy. Goldman Sachs upgraded Devon Energy. It is one of my favorites. Uh, and if you go over to Finviz, uh, they basically upgraded the, um, the price target to $58. Here's the other thing. Devon Energy, if you got in today, uh, it's trading right now at 51.14. If you got in today is the ex-dividend date. So what do you get? 9.13% yield. Um, that is what they're paying. You cut that in four because it's a quarterly dividend and that's what you'll get tomorrow. About 2%. You want 2% guaranteed? Buy Devon Energy. Devon Energy today. I, I said buy Devon Energy under 50. Uh, Goldman Sachs has their price target at 58. The average price target is 62 on this one. Now, if you scroll down here, read that uh, Motley Fool article. Is Devon Energy stock a buy? They say no. They say no, but I, I argue yes. I think this one and PXD are both energy buys. I think both of them are energy buys. I think Oxy just has not performed the way goal, uh, um, uh, uh, Warren Buffett thinks it would have. Um, I think he thinks it's a $70, $80 stock. The price of oil has just been manipulated down. So, uh, you know, read up on Devon Energy. You can see these guys bought a whole bunch here at 49, 50, 53. If you think that these guys want to lose money, uh, the president and CEO buying, um, you know, six million, seven, eight million dollars of this. If you think this dude wants to lose money, you're out of your mind. He's going to manage this to at least a $53 price target. So you, he's managing it right now to a $50 price target, but he's collecting that dividend while he does it. So, um, yeah. Highway Jones uh, wrote to me on Facebook. What are your thoughts on Zion Bank uh, and Snowflake? Let's look at Zion. Zion's one of these that um, it's a regional bank. I think you're gambling. Uh, I think you're kind of nuts on this one. Um, do I think you've got a gap up here between 37 and 39, and you got about the same size gap between 20 and 21. Where are you going next? I don't know. I mean, either way. Right now, your 200 day is pointing down. so likelihood you're probably heading down there. You're 50 days moving up, so you could move up here. Uh, this is just a gamble. I, I've told you before, uh, DPST is your gamble because that includes all of these banks, regional and small banks. It includes all of them. DPST, if you want to uh, gamble in the, these regional banks. Right now, there's still banking sector, sector issues. So don't think that this one's coming back up here to 50 anytime soon. If we get through some stuff, yeah, it could be back up here at 50. But right now, there's still issues. Um, so I just, in my mind, DPST. If you want long-term, I think you go with Schwab. But Zion, eh, probably for me, a little bit too risky. But I, I just don't know enough about Zion and the regional banks that, hey, Zion's a great one. Um, if I see that it's going down and then it gets an influx of cash and we all of a sudden start seeing this uh, surge, of volatility in the regional banks again, I'll say Zion may be a trade. But right now, I think DPST and Schwab are your best bets to try and play that volatility. Snowflake, I've said it before, anything under 150, 
I think you buy it. It's at 170 right now. Do we get back down to 150? I think at some point you do. Um, I, I just think that this one is one that, that you know, it, it, it's super expensive. That's the problem that you have with Snowflake. Snowflake and Palantir are kind of the same thing. Uh, but Snowflake, its forward PE is 182. These guys need to grow. Um, their, their target price is 182. Ironically, their forward PE is 182. Their target price is 182. Uh, it's trading at 172. So I don't know that there's a lot of upside here. Long term, a lot of upside. Short term, eh, I don't know if there's a lot of upside. Uh, I think I'm holding at about 160 as my average price. Uh, I've got it in an IRA. Kind of tend to forget it sometimes. Uh, I chose the wrong one because Palantir uh, has been the winner. In fact, Palantir, I think it's up over 16 now. Uh, I think there's some folks in here that have been doing really well on Palantir. Um, yeah, it's at 15.63. It's it's down a little bit today. Just kind of still has confirmation. You got this gap at 13. You're probably coming back to it. I don't see you coming back down to seven or eight. Uh, they've got too too much good news out there, and you can see. Look at that volume. Volume drives price, and, and it's right now coming down. So the, the RSI is at 70. I wouldn't buy in at, at 15 unless you're super, super long-term. At some point in time, this is a $20 stock. Uh, when they announced that they're actually making earnings and the CEO said maybe sometime later this year they might, yeah, that may be where you get into earnings. Uh, Celia, I went over your Tesla stuff. Um, so uh, I do think that you know Tesla, I'm not buying into Tesla, but I have missed out on many a run in Tesla, just so you know. Uh, AJ wrote to me on uh, Facebook. I'm curious about your thoughts on IHRT. This one's been tanking pretty consistently for about two years now, but has started to show life over the past couple of weeks, including a 50% gain June 1st through June 7th. For a stock that's been down for so long, what signs do we look for to feel confident about jumping in and giving it a shot, specifically for a short-term swing? I will tell you, iHeartMedia, I don't like the stock, the company. Um, I just think terrestrial radio, which is what iHeartMedia is. They're, they're broadcasting. They're losing $483 million. Uh, I don't know what launched it. Um, is it the festival? Uh, is it... I. I my guess is there's some short interest. I mean, it says seven, um, uh, let's see, short interest, 8.64 million shares are shorted out of 1.48 million. So what's that? 4%, 5%, not huge. I don't know what, what spurred this. It's up 5% today. So I don't know what spurred this. Um, but I can tell you from a long-term trend, uh, I... That 200-day moving negative, which just created the 50 days moving negative, the nine-day, and the only thing that's moving is is the 21-day, and the nine-day is moving positive. Uh, but they're losing a dollar fifty. I mean, does that does that spur on that? It, it's some type of volume here, and I don't know why. Uh, obviously, between June of 20, July of 2020, um, and and here. I think it, it spurred on some things, but I think you're getting realistic here. Broadcasting to me is dead. Um, I, I, if for typical short-term stuff, I look at the charts. I don't look at fundamentals. For me in that one, you're absolutely 100% trading it. 
I would probably go um, with a short-term uh, candlestick pattern, something like five minutes um, or, or even a, a, a 30 minute, uh, you know, maybe even the 65 minute algorithm. Let's run the 65 minute algorithm on IHRT. Um, it loses you over eight months, 55%, whereas buying and holding loses you 58%. Uh, over the long term, it probably makes you a great amount of money. Let's see. Um, number of candles to use. We'll slide this up to 7,000, which is a deep one. I think it's five years. Um, it's going to take an analysis of a pretty long amount of time, four years. Uh, it loses you 75% lose versus losing 80%. It's, it, it doesn't, I mean, it just, I just don't see this as, as something that I would even want to touch. I mean, here's the thing. I, I, I do think that you being in radio, um, AJ probably has a good, uh, benefit for you. Uh, in that I think you, uh, I, I think you understand this one, but I would question what, what that swing was about. That's my only thing. I just don't know what that swing is about. Are they turning a profit? Probably not. Uh, but you can see it's come back down here and that MACD is about to cross over again. So with the MACD crossing over at about $3.60, $3.80, I think you could probably pump it up probably to about $4.31. But I, I just don't know. In my mind, if you wanted something broadcast-wise or um, you know, um, uh, podcast-wise, that might be a little bit better on the, uh, the growth aspect. It's still losing money. Mind you, Spotify is not making money. They pay me more than I'm probably worth. Uh, but Spotify has been just been a winner, uh, absolute winner. And and if we look at this long term, uh, I think you're just coming back. You're not even halfway. You're not even to your 200 day, which is 181. So, but it is expensive. Look at iHeart. Their forward PE is four. Spotify, on the other hand, um, it's forward PE. They don't even have a PE, but they're losing 847 million, and you're up 90 percent. The reason you're up is just because of their growth. They're growing. iHeartMedia is not. So in my mind, I think that's, that's probably your best bet if you wanted radio. I think you trade Spotify instead of trading iHeart. But if you're looking to, for, for a swing, I typically use uh, MACD, RSI, and the moving averages. And I try and have a, short, a very short-term uh, candlestick, like a five-minute or something. So... Uh, Kevin wrote to me on Facebook from the show. I've uh, slowly added a lot of nice performing stocks. However, most of them I could call blue chip, well-established behemoths of the market, Apple, Tesla, Microsoft, Schwab, Oracle, by the way, earnings jump. I should tip my bartender, Kevin high five, tip your bartender. But I was also looking to add some more stocks that are younger in growth cycle, newer companies with higher potential for growth. Right now, the only stock that I own that even fits that profile would be Palantir. Well. Kudos to you on Palantir um, because I think you've done really well. The other thing is don't be so concerned about moving to other things. Um, I think too many times in my trading career, uh, I have been told you have to do this, you have to do that, and common sense would tell you to do this. A, a very good example is people telling me that I don't have bonds. I don't have a 60-40 portfolio. 
Uh, I've always been, I have you know, even in bond funds, when my uh, 401k was split up 60-40, completely underperformed my, uh, my main portfolio that I just had stocks in. So I, 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 in my mind, again, I don't think that it's more about, hey, I've got to get into these other things. I think it's more about what makes you sleep at night. And, and if you can stand uh, like a snowflake, like a palantir, um, like a SoFi, if you can stand that volatility, I think finding those growth companies is fairly simple. You can use the screener in Finviz, um, and I think they have a growth pattern. Uh, I won't do it on here, but I, I would say take a look at this. Go over to the finviz.com go to, uh, and go to all uh, on the screener. And I think you can look at growth. Um, I think there's a growth thing. Gross margin, uh, country. There, there should be some type of thing. You can look at PEs, which are typically high, to try and find some companies. Um, you can also just, you know, use this, any, any type of screener on Fidelity or something like that. I think your beta, um, let's say 1.2 to, let's say, um, yeah. Uh, eh. We're going to do 1.1 to 2. Um, uh, let's do over four. <laughs> um, beta is risky. So you can see Mara's there. Riot is there. Um, this is a lot of crypto stuff. So, ba- you know, you can use that one. Uh, I, I think there's, there's a lot of places where you can look. But I will tell you, right now, you saw that graphic. Uh, this, what's driving the market? Eight stocks. Eight stocks are driving this market. Don't be so uh, concerned about, hey, I've got to get on the growth train. Hey, I've got to get on, um, you know, find out what's working. In my mind, I've got a good uh, mix of oil. I mean, go, you know, here are sectors. If, you, if, you, if you're subscribed to TrendSpider, I've got all these sectors, uh, the, the, the spider sectors. And you can look at their performance, XLP. Look at the consumer staples. It's down. Super staples is down. Look at energy. It's down. Uh, look at financials. It's down. Uh, look at XL. Uh, this is the, the healthcare. It's down. I mean, you know, look at that slide down there. Uh, look at industrials. Those are kind of coming back. I mean, it's not a huge swing here, but, uh, you know, look at technology, XLK. I mean, again, if, if what you're do it, looking to do is maybe uh, find a little bit of more of growth, maybe look the these sectors and what makes them up. Go to Finviz and you can use that screener. You can also probably just go over here to the, uh, the S&P. You can Google growth on the S&P. You'll find uh, you know, growth stocks on the S&P. You'll find the stocks that are willing to grow. But I, I, I commend you. I, in my mind, Apple, Tesla, Microsoft, Schwab, Oracle, Shit, if 100% of your portfolio is in that this year, you're up, what, 80% this year? If you had bought all those in January. And timing matters. So uh, let's look. Matthew from Facebook wants me to look at, uh, oh, I have to go to Facebook. Hold on one second. Because I, I think I auto-corrected. NXU I know is one. Um, but let's see. This is the private Facebook group. And let's look at it. Uh, I posted a fun dog picture of uh, Miss Penny uh, that my friend took. 
today. So uh, looking at the CPI data, you'll see it come up. There's my little girl. Um, but let me see what. Do, 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 do. Seconds.aiq. Matthew asked me uh, NXU and AIQ. Let's look at AIQ first. I did type it right, AIQ. I was like, what the hell is AIQ? Global X Artificial Intelligence. Ah, it's an ETF. Um, let's look at, I mean, am I going to argue that it's not a great ETF? <laughs> um, here, volume drives price. Look at that volume chart right there. And look at that MACD. And you're having a secondary cross-up right now, which means even more bull. Your, your RSI is at 77. Do I think you should buy in? In my mind, I don't think the AI train is, is off, the ra- off the rails yet. Uh, at $27, I think you got a $30 ETF on your hands. Um, let's see if they have any information on Finviz. Finviz doesn't usually do a great job of telling me what's included. Um, the Wall Street Journal, July 3rd, how to invest in AI through ETFs. That probably gives you a bunch of them. Um, but yeah, let me see. Uh, AIQ ETF holdings. We're going to do that. That's a good uh, way to look at this. And this is global ETF. It's a global ETF. So this is their kind of stuff. Price performance, documents, key information. Uh, ETF pricings, top 10 holdings. Here you go. NVIDIA, Meta, Tesla, Microsoft, Salesforce, Oracle, Adobe, Apple, Amazon, Alphabet. Come on. You're telling me that this is, you know, yeah, you're good. (laughs) Any price you pay for this with those holdings, you'll be fine. You'll be absolutely fine with this one. AIQ, no doubt in my mind, you'll be fine. I may actually add that one. Um, to the uh, the core portfolio, I'll make a good note of that one. Um, but great, great job in finding that one. Now NXU, um, what is NXU? I gotta look at it. This is uh, Industrials Electric Equipment. They're losing sixty three million dollars. Their target price is two dollars. They're trading at sixty one cents. They're down eighty percent. You have no insider buys. There's no real information. Um, there's nobody covering it. So that $2 price target, I probably would take with a grain of salt. Eh, I don't think anything about this one. Honestly, there's this gap up here at $1.20 to $1.70. Do I think you're coming back to it? Nope. Because look at, look at the volume spikes. This is a hype trade. So I think you absolutely use this one as a hype. I know nothing about the company. Finviz has nothing about it. But I think this is just a penny stock that probably gets some hype. The dangerous part about it, do not expect it to all of a sudden spike up for any other reason other than hype. That 200-day is your indication it is a falling knife. So, Matthew, great one on AIQ. Eh, kind of the uh, the Wall Street bets kind of crowd on, uh, on NXU. Boyle is going into a reverse split. <laughs> it's a reverse split 20 for one on June 23rd. So do not think that you can get into this one and all of a sudden that reverse split is going to send it higher. Probably will send it lower because retail traders will say, oh my God, it's awesome. I'm selling at $60, not realize they're losing their shirts, uh, but it's 20 for one. So it's going to be around 40 bucks. 
Um, and this is how a triple levered ETF based on natural gas continues to be listed. So Boyle, uh, it had crossed up here at 267. You're trading right at 268. You're up 5% today. Um, it's just been floundering. I think it's putting in some capitulation here. It's done this before um, between $3.10 and $3.70. Trade it on a small time frame. That's all I'll say. Uh, scans. Uh, first one, I'm going to move this back to core investments. Uh, first one, Apple. <laughs> Apple hit a 52-week high. It also had a MACD cross-up. It is high, I will tell you. Uh, when's the best time to buy it? Today, because yesterday, it was the best day yesterday. Uh, I just think, you know, it's a $200 stock by the end of the year. I've been saying that when it was here at 150. I've been saying that when it was here at 120. I think it's a $200 stock by the end of the year. Apple has a cross up. It's a little bit ex stretched out right now. Uh, CRM Salesforce, they announced their earnings. They did good. Nothing really came of it. Um, you know, 218 is the, the, the price you're trading at 209 right now. I think anything under 200, you're fine. I think it's a $220 stock in a good market, but CRM had a cross up. Uh, next one that had a cross up is AMD. AMD. We went over this one. I don't know that I'd necessarily buy it, but if you don't own it, when's the best time to buy it today? Cause you consistently regret not buying it from yesterday. Uh, UNH, UNH, United Healthcare. Uh, I say buy it under 500. It has not gone over 500. So in my mind, I'm holding it 485. Um, it just has not performed whatsoever. Uh, if there are more cost cuts to come from, uh, from Medicare and Medicaid or some type of Inflation Reduction Act, this one's going to get killed. Taiwan Semiconductor had a cross-up. This is a secondary cross-up. Uh, at $84, absolute brilliant trade. You've made a ton of money. Your ex-dividend date is coming up on June 15th. So hold it before then. I think it's a decent dividend of like 1% or 2%. Um, it's 2.09%. So it's not a bad dividend. If you want 2%, you know, divide by four, you can get that one. It's not a horrible dividend. Um, so, uh, but they had a cross up here. It's a secondary cross up. It's just on that crazy bull run. Uh, one that had a cross up, which is a little bit, mm, are we getting to a short here? Uh, 37, 36, S-A-R-K. You're trading at 36.50. Uh, the RSI is down at 29. This is the inverse of uh, ARKK. SARK. You VIXI had a cross up. And this is crazy. I mean, the VIX right now is at 14.64. Uh, it, this has a reverse split coming, one for 10 on June 23rd. It had a cross up here at 228. Do I think you get into this one? No. I mean, the VIX just has not shot up. Now, if the Fed decides tomorrow not to pause, yeah, you're going to be wanting to buy you, Vixie. <laughs> uh, that's going to cause the markets to actually go absolutely haywire if they decide to raise rates again. Applied Materials, AMAT. This is a secondary cross-up. A lot of these are secondary cross-ups. Uh, this one's been on a run uh, since 111 uh, back in April uh, with the algorithm. Uh, ZM, Zoom. Zoom video. I just don't think this one's worth it. They're a video conferencing place. That's all they do. 
but it's covering this gap up to 71. If you want to trade it from 68 to 71, have at it. It's using that 200-day as slight resistance. That's why it's been having problems covering this gap. But since it's earnings and they dropped down to about 61.56, um, it would have been a good trade. Would have gotten 10% in it. But Zoom Video is one. Another one that has a secondary cross-up. And this has had so many cross-ups on this run. Uh, 322 was the buy-in here May 5th. I said get it under 300. Never went under 300 again. But it's at 428 right now. Uh, the RSI is super high at 72. The MACD is just up there crazy. But remember, unprecedented growth in the U.S., which had stalled in a market where nobody else from streamers is growing. So that's why you're seeing this one go up. I think it's a $500 stock, $529. Eh, go ahead and buy it if you want it. Uh, Visa is one, cross up $226. I like this one closer to $200, to be honest. It's not far enough under the 200-day. This is just a stock that you kind of buy and hold in your portfolio. There's nothing crazy about it until they come out with some type of crypto hype. Again, Visa's just kind of kind of flounder there. I think it's a good company. I think you're fine with that one. Uh, and finally, Broadcom. Broadcom was a big winner yesterday. Uh, we have a, It's a secondary cross up here. Uh, you got this gap down here between 733 and 743. You ain't getting back down there. Your ex-dividend date is coming up on July 21st or June 21st. Your RSI is super high at 70. Your MACD is just crossing up again. I mean, these guys print money. $10.32 per share. $10.33 per share. Um, their, let's see, their, their dividend is pretty good too. I think it's 3 or 5%. Um, 2.15, so it's not as much as I thought. But their average target price is $8.55. You're trading at 846. I think you can get it lower. I think you're just, you know, your 52-week high is 921. So it's a little bit stretched. I would kind of wait. Do I think it's going back to that 921? Probably. But do you really want to buy it here when it's so stretched? The, the, the PE is 26, forward PE is 18. So I, I, think, I think you'd be fine long-term, short-term. I think you might be able to get it but closer to about 800. There's my thoughts. If you are paying more than $25 a month for your cell phone, uh, go to Visible. The link's down below. If you like the algorithm that I showed you uh, throughout this, sign up for TrendSpider. Uh, you save 25% with DSP25. Sign up for the newsletter. Hit that. If you made it this far, there is no reason not to go on Spotify and hit five stars. Get me up to 4.9. Come on. Do your boy a favor. Um, yeah, the link tree is down below. If you have any questions, hit me up, uh, any of the socials. I will talk to you tomorrow. See you guys.